I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. Moby has been one of the defining artists of the last 35 years. He's also an artist who is hard to keep up with. It's been about three years since our last conversation, but in that time, he's released five albums, about 10 non-album singles, several videos, and a documentary film, The Punk Rock Vegan Movie. He also started his own label, Always Centered at Night, to release work with other singers. Singers these days are told that the only way to have success is to constantly compromise. We don't have to compromise. We don't have to worry about accommodating, baffling algorithms. Like, we can be weird. We can be personal. We can be idiosyncratic. Today, I'll be talking with Moby. That's coming up in just a few seconds. Summertime is here, so you need to get your Echoes t-shirt going. We've got two for you now. One is brand new. It's electric blue with the Echoes logo in the pocket position in front. And on the other side, it's spread out across your back. We also still have some of our black Echoes 30th anniversary t-shirts left. Let everyone know where the Echoes chill resides. Get yourself an Echoes t-shirt at echoes.org that's echoes e-c-h-o-e-s dot org o-r-g and now here's moby Some artists like to stay in a particular groove for their entire career. There are a few who like to push their own envelope. One of them is Moby. He has been a fixture in modern music since the beginning of the 1990s. He's best known for his electronic pop songs and moody instrumentals, rocketing to international acclaim with his 1999 album, Play. He's also recorded punk, funk, ambient music, and more across his career. As we speak in 2023, he's got his second album out on Deutsche Grammophon, a string of electronic pop singles with different vocalists, and his ambient album, Ambient 23. He's also released the punk rock vegan movie. He's in a position of looking back and forward at the same time. interviewed Moby in 2011 in his New York City home, he had a wall full of vintage drum machines and a studio with drawers up and down three walls that all contained synthesizers. Most of that is gone. Seeing him in his Los Angeles home now on Zoom, only a lonely guitar and bass sit in the corner. Oh, just uh, an Epiphone SG and a Fender Jazz Bass. And did you get rid of all your instruments? I sold 99% of my vinyl collection and 99% of my equipment 
and gave the money to this organization I love called the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. He still has a handful of classic old synths and drum machines though, and of course, there is always the computer. And he is making music at as fast a clip as ever. So fast, in fact, that I really can't say something like his latest project is such and such because that might be dated by the time you hear this. But 2023 did see the release of his second album for the Deutsche Grammophon label with new versions of songs from his catalog. The first one was Reprise, and the latest is Resound NYC. The songs will be familiar, but not. Walk with me out the songs of Resound NYC around the title theme of New York City. When I was working on this album, at some point I realized every song on the record had been either written in New York or was, for me, very specifically tied to New York. You know, the first album, Reprise, some of the songs were written in L.A., some of the songs were written in New York, some were written in the U.K., but every song on Resound was even if it doesn't sound like New York to the average listener, every song was almost this sort of totem for me of like my time in New York. A lot of the songs are taken from the album Play, you recall. Many of these tracks used archival recordings of black singers from the mid-20th century. On these new recordings of songs like Flower, they are replaced with contemporary vocalists. Yeah, it was originally recorded by Alan Lomax, released on the Sounds of the South compilation. And so, like, some of the other songs on play also came from the Alan Lomax recordings. So how did having Amethyst Kia singing that line, singing those vocals, how did that kind of change the feel of that tune for you? Well, I mean, I first encountered Amethyst Kia, boy, oh boy, five years ago. She had done a version of natural blues and posted to YouTube and I just loved the way she approached it. 
And so I reached out to her, and she and Gregory Porter ended up singing Natural Blues on Reprise, the first album I did with Deutsche Grammophon. So when it came time to do this record, I reached out to her again, and I had this strange idea of combining the song Flower with the song Find My Baby, because they're actually both in the key of G. And Amethyst is just this wonderful, talented, delightful person, and she said, sure. So to your question of her version, the way it changed is it became a much less percussive and almost more like a classic rock track. You know, it's got a big brass section, it's got, you know, distorted guitars, slide guitars. So she kind of, like, in our arrangement and her vocals, turned it into much more of a, almost like... I don't know, I think of like Leslie West or some other like late 60s, like classic rock performance. tell from this song that Resound NYC is much less of an orchestral album than Reprise. The reason for that is twofold. I'd say threefold. I'll try and truncate it and not ramble on too long. But one is my A&R person at Deutsche Grammophon. His name is Christian. When we made the first album, it was Reprise. It was the result of having done a show with Gustavo Dudamel and the Los Angeles Philharmonic here in L.A., and so the album was inspired by that, and it had this very conventional orchestral sound to it. And I think it's really pretty, but it sounds like an orchestral record. Like, you really hear the orchestra. Christian and some other friends in the classical music world basically encouraged me to almost expand my understanding of what the concept of an orchestra was. You know, because my understanding was an orchestra was classical musicians playing classical instruments. And then Christian sort of said, well, actually, it could be anything. It could be turntables, it could be electronic, it could be cannons on stage. You know, you can have, you know, anything essentially can be an orchestra. One track on Resounds NYC that doesn't seem to fit the concept. It's a cover of a Neil Young song from Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young's Deja Vu album. There is a town in North Ontario Extreme comfort memory to We do a cover of Neil Young's Helpless with Margot Timmons and Damien Gerardo. And there is a very legitimate question, like how could a song written by a Canadian about Canada somehow involve New York? But for me, it was one of the first songs I ever heard 
when I was living in New York when I was about three years old. Because I was born in Harlem and I lived in Washington Heights in Harlem up until the time I was around four. And one of my first memories was my mom playing Helpless off of Deja Vu. And so that's why I wanted to include that in this New York-themed record. Moby explores more of his roots in the punk rock vegan movie. We often think of veganism as kind of a healthy new age stereotype of thing, but Moby finds that the vegan movement is strong in punk music. And we have to put it on the line for all this community that's straight edge, that if you're not a vegetarian, you're not straight edge. Yeah, and that's sort of one of the central questions of the movie is how did this musical genre, which you're absolutely right, most people associate punk rock with anarchy, with noise, with violence. And my experience, because I grew up in the punk rock world in the early 80s, is that actually there was all that. There was the chaos, there was the noise, but there's also principles you know, remarkable principles, especially in American punk rock with bands like Minor Threat and The Bad Brains and Youth of Today, where they were vegan, they were clean living, and they were animal rights activists. And that's what the movie, the punk rock vegan movie, is sort of looking at is how interesting it is that this genre associated with chaos and violence at its core was actually quite principled and a strange, unexpected sort of breeding ground for animal rights activism. Bugs Bunny is a friend of mine. Eating him, I feel like Frankenstein. And I'm wishing Daffy lots of luck. Because Elmo Fudd's a hot dog. Why are we falling in love with these cartoon animals on TV? Why, you know, are we so nice to our dogs and our cats? And, and why are you so ready to eat an animal? Uh, it's just, it just came really quick to me. Moby is still signed to Mute Records, even if he does record the orchestral renditions on Deutsche Grammophon, but he's also started his own label, Always Centered at Night. It's another example of Moby looking backwards to move forward. When I'm working on Always Centered at Night, there's always that question of like, okay, if I had walked into a record store in the Lower East Side in 1982, could I have possibly heard this song? And again, that's a very subjective, my idea of what I would hear in a record store in the Lower East Side in 1982 is very different than what people might expect. Cause like you mentioned that Jose James song, which is a quiet jazz song, but reminds me like the first time I heard one of those Ethiopic Mulatu Astatke, I mean, names I can't pronounce. There was a song called Nostalgia or Nostalgie. And same thing, I walked into a record store in 1982 and heard this, and I was like, oh my God, what is this piece of music? Fast forward multiple decades, trying to be inspired by that with this Jose James track. And what do you wait for? 
Labels and commercial restraints, Moby has another tenet for always centered at night. We don't have to compromise. We don't have to worry about accommodating baffling algorithms. Like we can be weird, we can be personal, we can be idiosyncratic. Because singers these days are told that the only way to have success is to constantly compromise. Among the musicians he's worked with for a string of singles is Sudanese via Holland singer Gaida. Some singers will send you one vocal track, and others, like Gaida, she basically built an orchestra of voices around the track. Like, if you deconstruct what she sent me, it's a masterclass in vocal production. It sort of comes through in the recording, but like, she basically built the Sistine Chapel of vocal recordings and sent it to me. I don't know if I did it justice, but it was so impressive when you encounter that level of talent and intensity and creativity. is churning out a vast and disparate amount of material. Taking a break for him is recording deep ambient music and then listening to it. Yeah, a lot of the ambient music I've been making for the last, let's say, 10 or 15 years has been made for me. And part of the impetus behind it was a desire to make music that was very undemanding. And that's why I started this long ambient project, because I was listening to a lot of other people's ambient music, and when I loved it, oftentimes the tracks were too short. You know, like if you're trying to sleep, or you're trying to meditate, or you're trying to do yoga, like I wanted raga length tracks. I wanted 20-minute tracks, 30-minute tracks, in some cases 40-minute tracks that you can just sort of not feel interrupted by. And I couldn't find them, so I was like, well, I guess I have to make them myself. I've always felt like Moby was mostly making music for himself anyway, which is probably why it has held up for so long. His latest release is Resound NYC on Deutsche Grammophon Records. He's also released Ambient 23 and several singles. His punk rock vegan movie is streaming for free on YouTube.
I will have a link to Moby's Resound NYC in the posting for this podcast at echoes.org. I'll also have a link for you to his punk rock vegan movie. It's all at echoes, E-C-H-O-E-S dot org, O-R-G. Next week on the Echoes podcast, the British electronic pop band, Lady Tron. I'm John DiLiberto. This has been the Echoes podcast from PRX. See you next week, tonight on the radio somewhere in the country, or at Echoes Online right now or whenever you want.